Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series. Continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with one of the two brand new teams to the FBS level. That being the Jacksonville State Gamecocks out of Jacksonville, uh, Alabama. They went 9-2 last year, 5-0 in the A-Sun at the FCS level, and uh, have had some amazing success in uh, the Ohio Valley previously. Uh, again, having amazing success at the FCS level, 1-AA when it was referred to as that, um, making the playoffs numerous times and having a ton of success. And uh, this is a program entering Conference USA that has a legitimate chance to really do some really, really impressive things and could even be early on. Of course, being in Alabama, they're in a fantastic recruiting ground in the South and right in SEC country as well. It's an opportunity to potentially get transfers down the road where they can really, really build something great. And their current head coach, Rich Rodriguez is somebody uh, we will all know well from his 16 previous seasons at the FBS level, coaching the likes of West Virginia, Michigan, Arizona, having some some unprecedented success while he was at West Virginia. Um, Rich Rod, as we all know, is one of the premier offensive minds in college football, and uh, he this carries over to the Gamecocks here at Jacksonville State, they have a tremendous offense with a lot returning and they can do a lot of really good things and a much improved defense that will continue to grow and continue to do some really good things. This is a team nobody is going to be able to take for granted in year one in Conference USA because this is a team that could beat you week in, week out. So let's go ahead and dive into the breakdown. Uh, Jacksonville State plays at uh, JSU Stadium, Burgess Snow Field at JSU Stadium, currently seats 24,000. They are undergoing a, uh, a reconstruction project right now, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place to watch a football game. Looking forward to uh, getting down to Jacksonville, Alabama in the very near future. Uh, it would be a blast to be able to attend that Week Zero game uh, as it's their first home game as a Conference USA member. That would be an absolute uh, gem on the schedule uh, for just a great opportunity for stadium travelers like myself to uh, visit a great venue in, an, in a fan base that is extremely passionate and excited to see their Gamecocks at the FBS level. Uh, but a coach on the rise within the program. I, I'm going with uh, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, Zach Alley. He is a very, very young coach, uh, was a member of the 30 under 30 list in uh, 2021 while he was at ULM um, and at the age of 28 uh, became a defensive coordinator. Just that that is as a former college head coach myself and a head coach that became that got my first opportunity when I was 23. Uh, that's a it's a humbling experience for sure. For somebody like himself to, to be at the level that he is at, he spent a ton of time at Clemson under Dabo Sweeney as a uh, student and grad assistant, 
was a grad assistant from 2015 to 18 uh, and, and then moved and had the opportunity with an internship with the Carolina Panthers and then uh, quickly moved to ULM. And, and when he took over in, in 2020, the the team was 125th ranked rushing defense and that moved all the way to 69th in the nation in 2021. So an unbelievable uh, transition there. And he has since moved to uh, Jacksonville state serving as the D coordinator. Uh, and, and is like I said, extremely young, but well on his way to becoming a head coach at the at the neck at this level as he has already done some really amazing things as a young coach looking at the jacksonville state gamecocks uh, schedule they open up week zero like i said saturday august 26th against utep uh, on tv cbs sports network great opportunity for them to showcase their uh their new their newly renovated stadium and to showcase the product that they're going to put on the field uh, for the 2023 season. I, I expect them to come out guns blazing in that first game with an opportunity to really make a statement and show Conference USA and the FBS level that they are going to be a player, and I really think they will be. Uh, then they continue with East Tennessee State. They go to Coastal Carolina, and then they host Eastern Michigan. Playing Coastal and Eastern Michigan, two premier uh G5 programs, Coastal out of the Sun Belt, Eastern Michigan out of the uh, MAC. Just uh, really good opportunities there. Then they turn around, go back into Conference USA. They play at Sam Houston State on Thursday, September 28th. And Wednesday, October 4th, they play at Middle Tennessee. Tuesday, October 10th, they host Liberty. Tuesday, October 17th, they host Western Kentucky. Uh, Wednesday, October 25th, they go to FIU. And then they return to the Saturday slate playing at South Carolina, Gamecocks versus Gamecocks, I might add. Then they play, then they host Louisiana Tech, and then they go to New Mexico State. Like I said, this is not a team that anybody can take lightly this year. And, and that, that includes every team on their schedule. Coastal Carolina is going to be in for a battle. Eastern Michigan will be in for a battle. And every team in Conference USA is going to be in for a battle when they play this team because they are playing a – electric offense who yes they are that quote-unquote transitioning from the fcs level but this is not a an offense that you can take lightly averaged well over 30 points per game last year and a really really talented group here now going diving into the breakdown position by position now starting offensively uh, the Gamecocks got some great news when qb zion webb was awarded with a seventh year of eligibility he was unable to play last year due to an injury. Um, he was the spring 2021 OVC first team all-conference quarterback uh, during that spring season. And he is a great run pass option uh, from a quarterback perspective and brings a ton of leadership, obviously, being a seventh-year player. Uh, and then another good run pass option that they have is Tajon Smoot, who is just waiting his turn. A uh, young option, inexperienced, but has a load of talent. And then Jack State also added former four-star Nebraska transfer Logan Smothers to this group. So th it's a crowded QB room with some really talented guys that could really do some things. I expect Webb, of course, to be the guy, but Smothers is right there, and he's going to be ready to go if, if needed. 
the running back room returns a future star in Anwar Lewis, who had 818 yards and eight touchdowns last season. He averaged an, an astounding 7.1 yards per carry last season. Just eye-popping numbers there. He's a fan, he's a fantastic running back and somebody I expect to become a star in Conference USA moving forward. Uh, they've also added uh, ULM transfer Malik Jackson, who provides a nice one-two punch at the running back position. Two good backs there. And then the receiving core returns valuable weapons across the board. Wide receiver Sterling Galvin, Perry Carter, Michael Petway, and P.J. Wells, along with tight end Sean Brown, all return. And then the addition of a Jamari Joyner from Arizona provides another great option. Uh, P.J. Wells is big. He's 6'3". And then the other guys are, are very talented as well. And then Joyner coming in from Arizona provides a, a another really good option here. And they have a really good uh, group of tight ends, multiple guys with some really good size uh, that could really do some good things here. Uh, the offensive line returns four starters, none of them being seniors. So this is a group that could be together for quite some time. Uh, center Trillin Brown, right guard Brock Roby, left guard Clay Webb, and left tackle Will Osteen uh, return. Then their play will be critical to the to this team's success, uh, especially obviously on the offensive side of the ball. When teams transition from the FCS to FBS level, one of the things that tends to get noticed is the size disparity between the offenses and defensive lines in the trenches. So this group's play needs to be, it's a critical thing looking at this team moving forward. If this group plays well, then Jacksonville State has an opportunity to really make some noise. Looking at the defense now, the defensive line returns valuable pieces. Defensive ends, uh, uh, J-Rock Swain, who had eight and a half tackles for loss and five sacks last year, and Chris Hardy, who had 10 TFLs and five and a half sacks then Javarius Hoskins and Curly Young all have great experience. Then defensive tackles Jackson Luttrell, Jeff Marks, Anthony Nesby, and Chuck Taylor also have great experience. A really good core group here in the defensive line. Again, though, like I mentioned with the offensive line, it's critical looking at this moving forward just because this tends to be an area where you see the disparity between the FCS and FBS level. I, I really firmly believe that both lines have an opportunity to have some really good success. Uh, the linebacking core loses some talented players from last season, uh, but Larry Worth and Loletta Hale return. Then the addition of Quay Drake from ULM and multiple Juco transfers will definitely see time. Uh, Quay Drake could, could really turn into something special here in this group. Uh, the secondary returns plenty of talent. Cornerbacks Marco Baker... Jamari Jemison, Derek Carter, and Jabari Mack return. And then safeties, Yasmin Green, Kaiwan McRae, Jeremiah Harris, and Fred Perry all have experience as well. Then the additions of uh, safeties, Austin Ambush from Maine and Travis Collier from Western Kentucky provide great depth. And then the one guy to really look at here, Nickelback Colby Fuquo is the star of the defense. He can do it all. He had 55 tackles, five and a half TFLs, two and a half sacks, two interceptions. He he plays all over the field, makes a lot of plays, and uh, he he's a former transfer from Auburn. So really, really talented player. And, and I personally think a guy who has an opportunity to play for professionally. 
Uh, special teams now, both punter Jack Dawson and kicker Alan Karajic return and make this a very strong unit. Another really strong suit here. They have a really good group on offense, defense, special teams that can transition and win at the next level here. Final analysis now, my opinion of Jacksonville State heading into the season. Jack State has a long winning tradition. Look it up. Look and see what they've done at the FCS level, uh, second to none. Uh, with most programs and with head coach rich rodriguez at the helm that should continue i mean rich rod has won uh, a lot and i think he will continue to do so this team has talent at all three levels like i've said offense defense special teams and can certainly compete for 500 or better in year one in the fbs and and I'm, i'm being serious with that that's this is a team that you look at and it's not your typical uh, transition team where where they could where you could see some struggles occurring. This is a team that can really compete uh, early on in Conference USA. Now, am I saying that they're at the level of say Western Kentucky or Liberty right now? Probably not. But at the same time, anybody can eat, beat anybody on any given day on the football field, and this is a team that nobody can take for granted because they will make some noise in 2023. I would not be shocked one bit to see this team have six or seven wins uh, this season. So hope everybody enjoyed this breakdown. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. I love doing these. Uh, please like, subscribe, wherever you ever listen to the podcast. Uh, please get the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.